Oh boy, the microphone is melting. Welcome to another round of Neurotic Tornado. This round we talk about, I don't know what the hell we talk about. We start off talking about how we're, we're both in general closer to women than to men, but the conversation evolves a little bit while we analyze that. Why don't you listen to it and then tell me what the intro should contain. And also I should tell you that the attic is over 100 degrees at the time we're recording this. So by the end of the episode, when my wife walks out on me, it's not just that we get to an uncomfortable subject matter, but also it's just unbearable to be sitting in this attic for that long. Do you buy that? Let me know by the end of this episode if you buy that or if we need to seek more couples counseling. Oh, and thank you for listening. Let's just talk about men. Men? Okay. Yeah, they're cute. Uh, a lot of men are ugly. I mean, if you remove Mark Ruffalo... Oh. What's his name? Ruffalo? Yeah, Ruffalo. Yeah. And I was talking to my coworker about Benicio Del, Benicio Del Toro. Oh. So you get him out of the picture. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, he's... Angel. <laughs> and a couple others. Mostly men are just ugly. No, they're kind of cute. Oh. They have some very endearing qualities. All right. So I didn't want to talk about... Are your attraction to men and my they're cute quasi attraction oh, to men, uh-huh. but more so one thing I think that's interesting about our relationship is we have troubles going out with couples oh. a lot of times, don't oh. you think? Mm-hmm. Because we both cling to the woman, like we both <laughs> like that word cling creates cling. kind of a troubling image. Yeah. We both, I would say, like straddle. <laughs> no, but no. Maybe, uh... Keep choosing a different verb. Hump? No. No. I think maybe it's that we're we're both more interested in the kind of conversation that's more attributed to women. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a stereotype, but more about the relational or storytelling... Emotional. Emotional story stuff. Neither yeah. of us can talk about sports. Mm-mm. You can at least talk about gardening and yard work mm-hmm. uh, we've already discussed that my lawn mowing skills are limited one thing i didn't clarify in that very first podcast where you bitched about my mowing <laughs> in at night is we never explained that it's a push mower which has no bearing on a relationship are you going back like 13 episodes yes. ago to defend but i mean yeah. it has no bearing on our relationship but it has a bearing on me being not an asshole neighbor like i am idiotically pushing a lawnmower. I'm not running a loud lawnmower at 10 Uh o'clock at night. Okay. So so, that's, wait, so that's what you want your lawnmower to reflect about you, that you're not a rude neighbor? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nice. Is that why you chose a push lawnmower? It feels less obnoxious, but I think it's the energy stuff. You know, unfortunately I didn't make an outline for this discussion, but I, I do think we struggle because we, we are more interested in the emotional, relational stories. And we do find couples and men we love that we like to hang out with. But they're the ones that like talking. They, they get a little sentiment, emotional. Right. They're well, you yourself are like a... Um, an emotional magnet. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you just lay all your vulnerability right out there and... You know, so 
I think if uh, there's the potential for a man to get emotional or be vulnerable, then, you know, you make it unthreatening for them. You create a non-threatening environment in which to be emotional. But that doesn't mean that everybody takes the bait. So I'm, all I'm saying is, like, yeah. but I, I think it's something else. I don't just think it's um, emotionality. Although I think that plays a big part of it. But I think it's also, we've had some, we've gone out with some couples in which the man is a total orator. What I call an orator. Yes, describe orator. It, it may be obvious, but just to... Yeah, it's someone who who loves the sound of his own voice. And so no like matter... Like somebody who would make a, a podcast series. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't really need any input, doesn't need to hear from you at all. Little sounds like, oh, or hmm are helpful, but (laughs) that person just can go on talking about all these different things about themselves. Yeah, and I I don't mean to, like, this be a a man-bashing episode. Oh. Maybe. I mean, maybe maybe it could be. I mean, but I do think it's fun to peel back the layers of a guy who... Like, I mean, the kind of guys I like who... Like, I mean, there's the kind of guys I really like hanging out with who are just willing to talk about their emotions and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. There's another type of guy who doesn't come off that way, except, I, I hate to use alcohol as an excuse <laughs> here, but sometimes, like, under certain circumstances, like one or two drinks, something peels away. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you get to their more uh, sentimental side. I don't, uh, sentimental's not the right word, but... The vulnerable side, and they talk about, let's say, their struggles, being a family man or something, yeah. and that's pretty lovely. You know, when when they do it in a non-desperate or at the end of my rope kind of way, just yeah. they just have some stuff built up, and it they can like let it through. I mean, I think you do a good job of. I mean, I guess as a massage therapist, you have people in a vulnerable place. So you do get men who traditionally don't open up to open up. So you have a tactic as well to hear a man's more vulnerable story. Right? Yeah, although, I mean, I think as a massage therapist that that, that both genders are vulnerable to how much I want them to tell me their stories. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of, I would say it would go so far... I would say it's abusive and harmful. Please do not call the massage board. I think it does create an atmosphere in which people are more likely to be open about what they're thinking or feeling. And and the longer I know someone, and also who they are. Like, you know, I had one client that the first day he came in, just as we were kind of... You know, saying, how's it going? You know, where are you from? What was this client's name and phone number? (laughs) You don't understand about HIPAA. But just settling down and kind of being okay. He he said something like, yeah, it would be good for me to process about this. And was like, you know, working through his breakup. And Were you just like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I sure like you. (laughs) Come, please return to see me. I mean, so I guess, so I think it's two things. Both the quality and my, my massage clients and my counseling, my future counseling clients, aren't required to listen to me. Like, it's not their job to hear my story. It's more my job to hear theirs. Mm-hmm. But, but right. like, when we're yeah. out talking in, to people in public, and I'm not in that kind of role, then it's just, I mean, it kind of is better if it goes both ways. 
and there's something about the orators, the people who talk. Like, do you remember one of our earlier going outs with couples where the man was kind of a charming guy? Yeah. But, man, he could not stop talking. And he would get an awareness, like, after a certain number of minutes. But we were already in too deep. It was, like, ten minutes later. And he's like, I've been talking too long. But he'd keep going. But, like, he had, like, a moment of awareness and then dipped right back in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and you were still, I remember you were a little more hopeful that, yeah, maybe it could work out. Because... The woman was so super lovely. Yeah. Like, oh, let's try again. Mm-hmm. I think we tried a few times, but yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying, I sure see why you like her. Well, so, I mean, we're, I guess we're running under the assumption that it's bad to orate and that if you don't tell a more vulnerable, more, a story with more humility, then you're not good or interesting because that I mean we're just kind of running with that assumption that maybe that's just what we care here we I don't want to hear like exactly the entire history of how what how the plumbing system worked without the person telling a little bit about themselves in the process you know right like, they got to be digging something they got to be looking for something really interesting in the plumbing to but it could be just as interesting that they they know a huge amount about something and they can tell it. Yeah. Well, like your father is a very charming storyteller. Yeah. And when we hang out with your parents, sometimes he gets where he has a subject that he's very interested in that he talks about. And I, I love listening to him talk. Yeah. He has a charming slight southern accent. He is so interested in what he's talking about. Just the look in his eyes, but he's really checking in to make sure you're listening at the same time yeah. and that you're engaged in the story and that you do feel like you understand what the theory of relativity yeah. is. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think that also goes, even if the person isn't watching what you're doing, if they're a damn good storyteller and it's not about them or you, it, it, they could get a pass, you know, that it could be yeah. an interesting night. But, yeah, that's interesting that sometimes it can't work. But I remember but. walking from someplace with some of our writerly friends. I'm trying to think of a way to tell you in code who this person is. Right. And so, so we were walking along with these friends, and I'm trying to have a conversation with this person who's potentially an emotional man. Yeah, oh, he, he, he can be very emotional. And... I can remember at one point he interrupted himself and was like, wow, I cannot keep from interrupting you. And I was just thinking, oh, that's nice that you can recognize that. And then, blah, 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 like, he just kept, but he just kept on talking. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even need to be here. Like, that feeling, I don't even need to be here. Like, you could do all this talking without me, and it wouldn't make any difference. Yeah. So I think that's part of it for me is that the other person cares about. Um, right. And so what happens, like, so if a, let's say we were, uh, we were a stereotypical couple and we were going out with another stereotypical couple. That's a stretch. That is a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We got a lot of stereotypifying to yeah, do. Yeah, that's a lot of... But so, okay, so you're talking about how other people's marriage are going with the other wife. <laughs> and what am I doing? Like, what do you guys do? Do they, they talk about the cool thing they did in the basement? Like, I, I honestly... You're asking me. Don't get how men work. I mean, they so they 
talk about how they redid the basement to fit their boxing gloves? No, what happened? I don't know. Like this afternoon when I got home. Sorry, there's just a. Our neighbor and another guy were outside and. Oh, so somehow I am compelled to explain that the reason why I'm mumbling and then you hear that weird smacking sound is the fact that I'm killing a gnat that's flying around our faces. That's manly, right? That's sort of kind of very masculine of me to kill the gnats around us, maybe? Sorry, there's just a... Our neighbor and another guy were outside, and so they were taking, and they'd been working together on shoveling some bark dust to cover the paths. Nice, that sounds masculine. And so I was making a joke about, does it smell like pickles? Because the last time they did this a few years ago, it really had a very strong pickly smell. I guess because it was fermenting. And so they talked about that and why it was, because there were more leaves and mulch in it. And But we all kind of, like, enjoyed, like, yeah, that sure was pickly. You don't want to leave your windows open there. And, I mean, it's oh, true. That's, that's it's cool. an enjoyable moment. But so maybe it's something like that. Well, and, and that guy who you're talking about in particular is amazing in that he does go both ways. Like, he... he that, that, that can be misconstrued. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he, he works at a power company doing some pretty intense physical work. He hangs out with guys doing really... Right, in the kind of job that you uh, are an apprentice and then a journeyman. Yeah, and and so he does very manly kind of work. But you have a drink with him, and he's the sweetest guy in the world, and he'll tell you some of his vulnerable things. So he's somebody who can cover the whole spectrum. You know, when I talked to him, I talked to him about work from a different perspective, like maybe more of the emotional aspects of his work. So I, I ask him the more girly questions. Huh. But I've seen him be, like when he helped do our neighbor's porch in the backyard, like that they, huh. he can he can hang with the toughest of men. Yeah, and, anyway. but I think I saw him cry because he said the porch was like a poem. No, I don't think it was oh, quite that yeah, maybe not. sentimental. It was a nice porch, though. Yeah. So, what what what, what does this all amount to? Like, are we, are we coming to any conclusion, or just yeah, we both like girls typically, <laughs> and there's a couple guys that we like. I well, mean, I go out so, okay, pretty so, much everyone I go out with is, I mean, it's like ninety five percent female, right? And most of them are in their twenties and blonde. No, that's that's. Just twelve and a half percent. That's at least fifty okay. percent. Well, so let's talk for a minute about women. Okay, yeah, pretty good gender. Yeah, I, I like that. Top two. Yeah. Wait, that goes against the whole thing. We've yeah, been talking right. About. You're, you're undercutting yourself. So something that I think we've discussed before about women getting together is like if we have a limited amount of time that we really just get to the shorthand of like, so what's the what's the real shit that's been going on in your life? How's and, that m- troubled marriage going? Right, uh-huh. What's yeah. hurting you the most these days? You know, how that, you know, and usually women remember to ask each other about some of those crucial, like, oh, I know the thing that was bugging you the last time. How's this thing again? And that even if we just had like 60 seconds at a bus stop, that would be like, oh, yeah, so our marriage's not going so well or whatever it is, those little like yeah. we... We don't need to have pleasantries. It's more important to like really get to the guts of something. Now, which bus were you taking? <laughs> it was uh, the 72. Nice. Close. <laughs> I don't know. That's one nearby. Okay, and so what happens when two men get together? I don't know. I always think about the thing with my brother where 
I was asking him they'd moved to a new town and I was saying asking if they had made friends yet and he was saying something about how men were how women don't make friends easily and men it's easy for them to make friends and I was like you're crazy we're women we created intimacy we're the ones who know how to like have a heart to heart and he said no you get you get two men you each have a beer you're friends and so for him it seemed like you know, the most shallow, like if you're standing side by side. And you're bonding over like watching a sport event, sporting event, like the badminton tournament. <laughs> yes. Example. Oh, that's an interesting, yeah. I yeah, see. so I think for him, and I, I think he'd actually be horrified to be having deep conversations about how he truly feels. Like he'd be so much happier just with a yeah. high level conversation. I feel like we're we're misrepresenting the that the entire male gender because neither of us fit in that category. We're like speculating; it's like a different species. Huh. Like, I believe with the fourth eye, they are able to detect. Well, <laughs> there are there are men. Okay, there are men that are good friends. Yes, no can happen. Two men that are close. Yeah, and I, I definitely have some close close male friends yeah me too me too what yep what you didn't tell me according to the list you gave me male friends are they 28 and blonde yes wow no No, they're that um, really confuses me they're 50 and no but i yeah i know you do and i and i and i do so but i don't know i don't really have great point it's just that we we both love the the guts of the emotional struggle that humans go through yeah i think it's the um the gut the guts of the struggle is that what you just said and also an interest in the other person yes yeah i i think that that is true i just think there's sometimes exceptions i remember when i was single for those those very simple years <laughs> well i don't i'm not even need to edit anything evil to that sound effect <laughs> i think you've achieved it <laughs> thank you so thank you but i used to go i remember going to bars and i would write at like smoky bars alone and every now and then i'd stumble into like talking to someone at the bar not usually cuz i i think i just had a freakish look where people didn't want to talk to me but I remember talking to, like, some guys who, I mean, definitely had, the one guy I'm thinking of had a serious drinking problem. But he didn't care at all about me. And he spent, like, an hour and a half talking about the struggle of working, like, his married life while doing high-altitude crane operations. Wow. <laughs> which he had to do the next morning while they yeah. after they cut him off at the bar. But well, maybe that's just because riveting. Like his struggle was so painful and riveting about what he did, but he didn't know the first thing about me, and I got ninety minutes of his life, and I thought that was like the best night I had in months. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a different category. But okay, so here's my question about him, though. Like, did he care that you were listening to him? Yeah, that's a good point. I think maybe he was intrigued and opened up particularly much because he saw how much I cared to hear his story. Yeah. 
So even just the the way I wasn't looking up at the game or whatever was going on. Yeah. But one thing I'm surprised about is how painful it is to have someone not care about your reaction, like someone that just talks at you instead of with you. Yeah. I have some and I I can be extremely interested in in many different things that like my massage clients talk about or anyone talks about the detail, the minutiae of something that fascinates someone is often very interesting to me. But if someone is not like tuned in and paying attention, like if it's not really a conversation anymore, if they're just orating and kind of talking at me. And maybe it's out of their own anxiety or just they feel comfortable and it feels good too. I don't need to be expressing it. I mean, I'm even, I'd prefer to have someone be telling all about themselves and, you know, I'm not the one that started this podcast to talk about myself. <laughs> But if they if if it would doesn't matter whether I'm there or not, then it it's it becomes very hard for me to tolerate listening. Do you yeah. ever feel that yeah, way? About yeah, it, yeah, that? totally. Yeah, and and I start to get annoyed with them, even if what they're saying is important or powerful. When they when you know I could replace myself with a, a vase, and they wouldn't notice. Yeah, and it's more than just even my own thoughts. Like, wow, they don't care about me. It's like. Uh, real itchiness or dis- not disgust but like it's very hard to tolerate it I just want to it's like ants crawling all over your skin maybe not that bad yeah something like that it's very it's a I have a strong desire to get away I can't just like be like oh I'm going to tune them out now or something huh. I I really want to get out of that situation badly well and how being that you know you've talked sometimes about the asymmetry of it that in your profession We'll get it. We'll get out of here in a second. Sorry. In your profession, you listen to other people talk. Mm-hmm. In both your professions, so do you feel like you have troubles having that symmetry in your personal life, where you hear more of their story? But what's it like for them? Like, do you do you give them the juice of your life? No, you're not talking about my clients anymore. Now, yeah, shifting into your friendships. Yeah. Or is it not necessary for it to be symmetrical as long as two people care about each other? I mean, how much... Here's my question. How many terrible things about me do you tell your girlfriends? <laughs> oh, that's that's the question we're looking to... Um, I actually think it's a, like a hallmark of health to at least have some friends that you're telling the truth about yourself to. And... You know, in my life, sometimes I like it has to be a rule. People have to ask the right question, or like if they ask a question, I would answer it. But you know, often there are questions people would never think of asking, and yeah. it's like a trick. Then they don't get an answer to that question. But there came a day where well, I that's felt, a whole new podcast episode. Yeah, there came a day when I felt like if I wasn't telling someone the truth about myself, that it I don't know that it like I wasn't being a right person in our friendship or you know or like maybe I wanted to I wanted them that if I like I doubted my own motives for not saying something about myself that instead of seeming self-protective it was more like well maybe I'm ashamed of myself if I don't share those things and so I would tell my whole story but not to very many people I think. Okay, maybe I didn't follow, and I knew it's like a hundred and ten. I know, and I'm already so. So, I... so uh, no, you're not. But it's super hot in here, so I, I don't think we can do yeah. like a, uh, 
much longer. Okay. But I still want to ask you again, just to make sure I got it. So you're saying in your healthy relationships, you do have a back forth where you yeah. both. But if, if there isn't a back forth, you're saying that's maybe a sign of something about you or... Oh, I, I, didn't I quite think it's important to have at least at least a couple relationships where you are sure, where you feel sure to reveal your whole self. Right, but does that mean you do that in in your in your friendships, but some you don't? Or I mean, probably. I mean, there are a lot that there probably aren't. I you know I don't hang out. I don't spend so much time hanging out with people. I don't know. Back in the day, I used to think that, like, I would tell a number of things about myself, but to, like, ten different people so that nobody heard all the pieces. But Yeah. You know, huh. I mean, really, who wants to know? What do you mean? No. I'm a, well, right. it's too hot in here. I gotta go. But here's my agenda. No, I'm and not you're here. running away. I, but, I gotta go. But I do think there's something there that you're holding back on. Well, I guess I get tangled up in my own thought about it because one of my thoughts is that um, I do think it's a good thing to have there be at least a few people in your life that you feel comfortable having explained anything about yourself that you think needs to be said. And then as soon as I have that, I thought, I think like, well, who has the time for to do all that? Like, all right, sit down. We got, it's another four hours this week while I tell you all about myself, but I think, and and maybe this this almost sounds like you, like maybe it's just important to say whatever I feel like I'm ashamed of about myself or I'm not, you know, sure a place I feel vulnerable or something. And that way I'm sure that I'm not hiding it from the entire world that at least someone yes. yeah. knows who who I think I am at the moment. Yeah. I think you hold things a little closer to the vest. No. Nope, that does not d- sound... Like, not compared to me, where me, you know, I'll, I'll tell the cashier right, you just eight take of your my worries. Off. So that's, you know, to one extreme. So you, you're more protective of all that stuff. You have a few key friends who you will completely open up to. I think others you don't, and maybe it's not perfectly symmetrical, but you still have a, a deep, sincere relationship. Yeah. They just might spill their guts a little more than you spill your guts. Well, I love to hear their stories more than I want to spill my own. Yeah. So it's a very comfortable yeah, and I think, like, honestly sincere relationship. Yeah. Okay. we got to get out of this room. Thanks for hanging out and tolerating my... Do you you feel like we were... um, Force you to stay here. Not too mean about men? No, I think so. I mean, I think we just fessed up that neither of us really get the... At least the traditional stereotype of men even though i mean i also feel like that is changing with the times oh yeah but i'm also i'm on the extreme that's far closer yeah. to how women are yeah so, and there's a cat trying to get in yeah the but house. you know it's different about you i'm balder you have all the cuteness of a man and yet wrapped up with the emotionality of I'm, I'm trying not to use the same hairy joke <laughs> but there's something in there they're cute. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Where are yeah, you going? Come back go. here. Um, We're in the middle of a discussion. No, no. Everybody wants no. to hear. You just wrap up. Just no, tell no, no. yourself. No. Just tell them how you are. You I got, I got ten more questions I just <laughs> thought of. No. <laughs> okay. It's too hot in here. So my wife left me. 
So there it is, our episode that I still don't know how to title. What am I going to call it? Drawn to Women? Uh, I don't know. Nothing seems quite right. So I hope you've learned some very important things in this episode about lawn mowing, gnats, and bark. Okay, see you again in a few weeks. Oh boy, the microphone is melting. Where are you going? Come back here. Oh boy, the microphone is melting. It's too hot here, so my wife left me. Where are you going? Come back here. Oh boy, the microphone is melting. It's too hot here, so my wife left me. Where are you going? Come back here. Oh boy, the microphone is melting. It's too hot here, so my wife left me. Where are you going? Come back here. Oh boy, the microphone is melting. It's too hot here, so my wife left me. Wow. <laughs>